0: You are Locked On Nationals, your daily Washington Nationals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody. Josh Neighbors here in the Locked On Nationals podcast. It is August 24th, 2021, and today's show is brought to you by rockauto.com. On today's show, a few orders of business. We'll be discussing a poll I had yesterday on Twitter about who is your favorite new net to watch, talking about some of the guys who came over uh, in the trade deadline, talking about their performances. Then we preview the Nationals and Marlins series, and also talk about a couple call-ups from AA to AAA that are pretty significant. All that and more coming up on today's show. All right, let's get to it here on the Locked On Nationals podcast. So yesterday, I ran a poll on my Twitter. Now, I would have run it off of Locked On Nationals Twitter, but once again, right now, it is down. So go follow that, though, even though we're getting it back up. It's at LO underscore Nationals is where you guys can follow that. Um, But I ran this poll, and it was on Twitter, and I also put it on r slash Nationals. So you can check that out. It is a really cool nationals community. Um, but I put it on there, and we got a lot of, of responses. So the question was, who has been your favorite new Nat to watch this month? The four options were Josiah Gray, Lane Thomas, Mason Thompson, and Riley Adams. And here were your results. 268 people voted. 75.4% of you all said Uh, that it was Josiah Gray, 15.3% said Lane Thomas, 7.1% said Riley Adams, and then 2.2% said Mason Thompson. And I actually want to talk about all four of them. Uh, Before we do, I kind of want to read a couple of these responses. Somebody said, can't believe Riley Adams is not getting more love. Somebody else said Lane Thomas and Riley Adams have been going off, but it's a small sample size, which Josiah Gray has been doing is more consistent, and he has pitched like a veteran, making good starts even when he isn't at his best. Ah, that sounds like something that we talk about, and I've told you all. uh, I know some of you guys hear some repetition on here, but some of you all are new to this podcast. Uh, Richard Johnson from Split Zone Duo says that every podcast is somebody's first, and on this show I have talked a lot about how I think Max Scherzer, what makes him great is not – those uh, 20 strikeout games, right? You know, the games where he's absolutely going crazy. What makes Max Scherzer special is the way he competes even when he doesn't have his best stuff. That's what Josiah Gray does too. Um, And maybe his best stuff ends up being, you know, gives up a few solo home runs in a game. But that's what I'm telling you guys right now is that I think he's got a little bit of that in him, the fact that he does give up home runs and he does come back and recover. All of his runs... Right now, I've been given up via solo home run. He has not allowed anybody on the base paths to score this year. It's all been off the solo long ball. So that's something that we like, obviously, about Josiah Gray. Uh, somebody said, jokingly, said Trey Turner. Somebody else said, not saying we expected JoJo to pitch well, but if Riley Adams continues to develop as a hitter, Nats all of a sudden have a great, uh, great catching depth with Ruiz and Barrera. And that's something we've ha- discussed, too. We're going to get to that. In a second, somebody said yes. Tress will uh, tra- uh, trace trace Tress. You know, I get this confused. But uh, Trace could be on the move. If that's the case. Ruiz, one hundred percent, the future, and will be playing. Somebody else said, wait until you see K Bear in action. Obviously, I could not put him because he has not been in the majors um, yet this year. Some of the responses that we got on Reddit. There are always always uh, some interesting things uh, said on Reddit. But I'm not going to read all of them. Um, somebody made a mention. Hey, he's not new, but Carter Keyboom has been surprising. And look, it's not a new guy. A lot of Nats fans know that. But also, I would say it's kind of a fresh start for him coming up, right? So it almost feels like they're hitting the reset button. So it has been refreshing. Um, uh, somebody else said, seems like playing under less pressure is working for him. He said as much in a radio interview the other day. Basically, uh, just being able to play every day and not worry about losing your job or making mistakes in a playoff race is a great thing for young players. Ah, correct. This is why I thought Dave Martinez, who we all believe is a really good manager, did a poor job last year because in a 60-game season, I know everything was weird, but there was a whole lot of Estrubo Cabrera early on. I know this year they were trying to compete and win, and Carter was not good enough to justify getting that starting spot this year. So they sent him down. But this is a situation where Carter should be playing every single day. He is right now, and he's playing really well. And the question becomes, right, when the pressure heats up and I'd argue that, you know, there is going to be some pressure in spring training that already was this year. And that's where he's going to have to set the tone to say, yeah, I can be that guy I am right now moving forward. That's where we really should evaluate him. But right now that steady improvement, I think my approach to the Carter Keyboom side of this is the idea that, Hey, if you can't perform right now, when there's no pressure on you at all, when can you perform? And I think Carter identifies that too. Somebody says Riley Adams, Lane Thomas, but also Josiah Gray have been pretty standout. There's three of the guys on the list. Somebody else said Josiah Gray for me, and it's not really close. I have a thing for his curveball. A whole lot of other uh, responses on Twitter, too. Um, Somebody says I'm buying a Josiah Gray jersey as soon as they have it. Jay Gray by a mile watching his development gives, gives me hope. Um, Somebody says, hopefully it is K-Bear Ruiz. Eventually, obviously, yes, we hope it is Ruiz. But right now, he is not with the Major League roster. So if you guys want some more interaction, r slash nationals. But also make sure you guys follow me on Twitter, uh, at Josh Neighbors underscore and then at LO underscore nationals. All right, we're going to break down more from this poll in just a second. But first, a quick word from our sponsors. Today's Locked On Nationals podcast is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. You guys know the deal BetOnline.ag is the best place to go for all of your sports gambling needs, but even more so right now. BetOnline.ag has you covered because NFL and college football are just around the corner, my friends. And BetOnline has the half-million-dollar NFL Mega Contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL Survivor Contest. Both of those are open right now at BetOnline. Head to the website. Use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100 percent welcome bonus. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all of your favorite sports from football, baseball, basketball, boxing uh, from your you know phone. You can also play casino games as well. So there's so much there at Bet Online. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. All right. So once again, Josiah Gray is the big name that that you know he's number one. So we'll start with him and Josiah Gray is another guy at small sample size, but I think for me and for Nats fans everywhere besides the development, the fact that there's something to look forward to every fifth day is the exciting part. Now, you could argue that the development and that go hand in hand, and they do. But the fun part about this is that he is gaining confidence in a new place. He's becoming part of this team. And every fifth day we get to see him pitch. And it is an exciting Atmosphere when that happens, there is something uh fresh and new and exciting about it. And fresh and new and exciting, you know, while the Nets, there is some excitement, but some of the freshness that hasn't been a thing as of late because this team has kind of remained the same. You know, they haven't made many big acquisitions in the more, more recent future, right? Kyle Schwarber was an acquisition, Josh Bell were, but they they weren't. Uh, new guy coming along and showing us what he can do. Obviously, bringing up Juan was that, but this is a guy that came out of nowhere. You know, uh, for me, I, I've been honest, I don't. I didn't know much about Josiah Gray. I had heard the name from guys like RM Layton, but I didn't know who he was. And so seeing a new face and then automatically getting to watch him has been something that's really exciting. I'm sure a lot of people have circled the their calendar, calendars uh, to watch the game Tomorrow night, uh, the Wednesday night game, because it's going to be Edward Cabrera, the rookie, coming up for the Marlins, making his start against Josiah Gray. So those two things, uh, combining to make a pretty entertaining matchup between two teams, uh, aren't that good, which is really cool to see that we actually get games like that. You know, sometimes... In these bad organizations, there aren't a whole lot of moments like that. But these two – you know, I'm not saying the Nationals are a bad organization. But the Nationals are rebuilding. And they've got pieces they can put out there. And so are the Marlins, right? They've got a bunch of young pitchers that you have to be excited to watch. So we're going to get moments like that. Josiah Gray, once again, small sample size when we talk about what he has done this year. He has pitched uh, – but especially for the Nationals. We're going to exclude his Dodgers stats. Um, and they kind of tell the same story that you know he has right now. But uh, here it is, 22 innings, 18 hits, 7 home runs. Uh, all, and, and it's the 7 earned runs. Uh, so that's obviously the big issue. Fly ball's 44, but his ERA is 2.86. He's only walked 5 batters in the 22 innings that he has pitched. So he is off to a really strong start. And we've also talked about that pitch arsenal, right? That fastball... Having some issues with that, and each start we feel like he's learning a bit more as he faces these lineups and has to navigate them. But look, you know there are going to be some days where yeah he might get shelled a little bit, uh, and uh, luckily for him it hasn't really happened yet. But this is a guy that's 55, 53.5%, uh, so almost 54% on that fastball. Then you kind of look over at the curveball, right? 25%, sliders 18.5, and changeup is 2.9. And those are the pitches. The other pitches. That you're really looking at for him to develop, he's going to be a fastball guy. But I think the fly ball rate could go down a little more if he could, and the strikeout rate will go up, and he can master those other pitches. Because right now you're seeing, you know, guys are hitting 200 on the fastball, and uh, out of the 10 home runs he's given up over the entire year as a whole, seven of them have come via the fastball, three have come via that h- curveball that can hang up, and only, uh, excuse me, he's given up 11. One's come via the slider, but th- the way teams hit 200. Against that fastball, um, 242 against the curveball, and 267 against the slider. That changeup, he's only thrown uh, 14 times, but it has, you know, it's been a little bit more difficult for him on that pitch this year. So, you know, you're looking for him once again to kind of develop things. The curveball is a good put away pitch at 43.2%. So he's got uh, things to play with, but you're looking for him to keep developing. And I think it's a thing a lot of people are watching. You can see him work and how smart he is and you can see and adjust when he makes mistakes or at least try to adjust when he makes mistakes that's part of what's fun about watching him right now second guy i'm gonna go in chronological order uh, of who got the most votes lane thomas got 15.3 percent of the votes and look there's a guy that's been out there for a pretty short period of time but the short period of time i think um has been really impressive now I don't believe he's going to sustain it, but I once again have been steadfast in my belief that the Nationals have already won the John Lester trade, uh, and I believe this because you think about how bad John Lester was, and nobody crushed John Lester more than yours truly, but the fact that Lane Thomas and limited playing time has been so good. I would take this right now as Nationals fan and already say they got some good value out of Lane Thomas, even if he's just below average and he's a replacement outfielder moving forward. The, the fact that they got control over this guy, you know, and he can help you out in certain situations and has some speed, maybe a guy can swipe a bag or two for you. I think that's a good spot to be in. And right now, yeah, he caught fire this past weekend. We'll see what he does moving forward. But he's nine for 15 uh, this past weekend. He walked five times In addition to that, he's got a 600 batting average, 700 on base, 1.567 OPS. So he's provided some fun on a team that I think has lacked that um, so far this year. I think that's why fans, you're seeing him give, you know, kind of a little bit more love to him in that respect. Riley Adams goes number three in the poll. As I had mentioned, 7.1% of you have said that he has been your favorite. And, uh, you know, this is a guy who is coming over that's going to try to bring some power for them when they brought him over uh, from Toronto in that Brad Hand trade and for him getting into the hit-off Brad Hand, uh, I think he did last week, seeing him you know, perform well and be a guy potentially to, to, you know, we've talked about this a bunch, the backup catcher battle. And I know it sounds like something small and minute, but that matters. Having a couple guys that you trust back there, you know, one of them goes down, you can trust the other one. Uh, it's a good situation to be in. And they've got Barrera, Adams, and they've got K. Bear Ruiz, who is re- waiting in the wings. But for Riley Adams, during his time with the Nats, 11 for 33, driven in seven runs uh, and two homers, a 333 batting average, a 421 on base, a 1.027 OPS, and a uh, 606 sluggish. This is a guy you know has done a really good job of uh, getting some extra base hits uh, for the Nationals. During his time here, and that is something that I think the Nats are going to look forward more of uh, if they keep Riley Adams around in in certain spots. 6'4", 225, big kid, 25 years old. It's going to give them the ability to to bring some power to the team, so they're looking to continue his development and see if he has the ability to stay around as a guy. They they got that for Brad Hand, so a good trade there at the deadline right now, and a, a type of player that's right to take a flyer on. The next guy is Mason Thompson. I know he has had a couple bad um, outings. The sample size is so small that, that that's what makes the numbers uh, a little bit more like difficult, I guess you could say, to look at. But for me, Mason Thompson is a guy that I think could be their most, you know, out of all four of these guys, I have the most fun watching kind of on a night-to-night basis because number one, Josiah Gray can't play in that moment, but... Mason Thompson's a guy that they've been relying on in bigger situations. And he's got really, you know, he uses, he's got four pitches, technically speaking, but only uses, I mean, two, if that. He throws 89.5% sinkers. He throws 7% fastballs, 3% slider, and 0.6% changeup. He only threw it one time. That's the thing is, you know, if you're going to be a one-pitch guy and he needs to develop a second pitch, that sinker comes in there around 97. Teams are hitting 263 against it. He needs to develop something off-speed off of that pitch. You can't keep cranking uh, velocity in the zone. Now, he can locate. If he can locate, he'll be fine for right now, but he needs to develop a second pitch. And he's a guy really, you know, I think it's a guy you can move around more often just because I think with that velocity, with that sinker, you might want him to come in in certain matchups, or you might want to come in after like Apollo Espino type, right? You know, a guy just a change of pace, guy's going to bring a bit more velocity for you, uh, and throw you know a pitch in the sinker that I, in a certain situations. I think is a is a good one to have. So I'm really curious watching him. I like to watch him work. He's got a, he's got passion. He's a pretty fiery guy. We've seen some moments right with him showing a lot of emotion during the short amount of time the Nationals have had him. Somebody they got in that Daniel uh, Daniel Hudson trade. And look, maybe they put him in that kind of situation, right? Will he end up being that eighth inning guy that they rely on? Will he end up being uh, in that spot moving forward in the, in the next season? Will they keep him there? they make a move to, to put somebody else there? But for him right now, it's, it's kind of his position at just 23 years old. You know, he, he can maybe be that eighth inning guy um, in certain spots. But seven innings pitched for him. he a lot of eight hits, uh, 6Ks, five walks. So clearly – There is some stuff to work on, but a 3.86 ERA, I think he's performed pretty well in my opinion and uh, has had a fair amount of outings this season. They do use him in a bunch of matchup situations uh, if you go and look at his his splits. There's some times where he's not even throwing a full inning. All right, uh, thank you guys for voting on the poll. I'll I'll do more of those polls as we move through the season, uh, as the season closes out. All right, we're going to take one more break, and then we're going to come back and talk about a couple call-ups that were made from AA to AAA, and then preview the Nationals and Marlins series. Today's Locked on Nationals podcast is brought to you by RockAuto.com. RockAuto.com is the best place to find affordable parts for your car or truck. Go to RockAuto.com today and see all the parts available, whether it's something for your windshield or your tires or whatever it is, you can find it at RockAuto.com. And make sure you go there, because if you go to a chain store or a car dealership, you could spend up to 30 50 or even 100% more than you would at rockauto.com. For example, a Honda Odyssey fuel pump is $353 from a chain store. It's only $216 at rockauto.com. So go there today, rockauto.com, see all the parts available for your car or truck, write locked on in there, how did you hear about us box, that way they know we sent you. Amazing selection, always low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, that's rockauto.com. Com. Today's show is also brought to you by Spotify Green Room. Spotify Green Room is a great place to interact with fans, podcast hosts, friends, whatever it is, you can go there. It's a perfect place to start or join conversations about the league or leagues that you care about. You'll find fans just like you on Green Room for watch parties, debates, post game breakdowns, and of course, reacting to the big news and rumors that happen as they happen. You'll have a chance to chat with me. might even have a chance to be featured in the Locked On Nationals podcast when you join us for a Green Room conversation. Go download the free Green Room app right now, currently available on all iOS devices. Be sure to create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the NFL, MLB, NHL, college football, WWE, whatever groups you want to join. The latest league updates, you'll find a ton of incredible fun rooms about your favorite leagues and teams. Once again, download the Green Room app today. That's Green Room changing the way that we talk about sports. All right, some news to get to real fast. As my dog, Billy comes running back into the room. You can hear him clanging around. Cone head, as I'm calling it right now. He's got a cone on, nursing, uh, getting himself back to health from a shoulder injury. We've got a couple call-ups to talk about. Our friend Matt Wyrick tweeted about this, uh, but I believe it came from originally Grant Paulson. So, a couple guys are getting called up for the Nationals, and they're a couple big names. It is Cade Cavalli and Seth Romero. They're both going to be uh, sent from AA to AAA. They'll be going to Rochester now uh, to continue their 2021 campaigns. Cade Cavalli in high A, 1.77 ERA and 7 starts. In AA, he made 11 starts, 2.79 ERA with a 1.276 whip, uh, 12.4 Ks per 9 and point three home runs per night ending. Cade Cavalli has been absolutely nasty. He's on his way up. Seth Romero is too. And Romero, funny enough, has made his debut in the majors, right? He pitched some last year, but hasn't pitched in AAA. And that is out of the necessity that they had last season. So actually, this is the first time that Seth Romero will be pitching at the AAA level for the Nats. All right, one more item of business. The series coming up this week to look at between the Nationals And the Marlins. It begins tonight in Miami between the two last place teams, uh, the fourth and fifth place teams in the National League East right now. Disappointing seasons for both of these clubs. Right now, uh, the Nats are 53 and 70, 14 games back of first place. The Marlins are 51 and 74, they're 17 games back of first place. Both these teams are 3 and 7 in their last 10. The Marlins riding a seven game losing streak right now hoping to break that against the Nationals and here how here are how things set up for this uh, this week's series. All right, tonight 7-10 first pitch Eric Fetty is going up against Jesus Lazardo. I love that acquisition for uh, the Marlins. I know he hasn't pitched particularly well and he has done pretty crappy with the Marlins, but he's a young guy with team control, so that's a, I thought it was a good pickup for them, you know, end up sending a player away. Uh, and Starlin Marte, getting a younger pitcher back, I thought was just effective for them because they were not going to I think hang on to Marte. There, there was a money thing. They were kind of apart. So I think it made sense for them. Eric Fetty goes for the Nationals in the first game of the series. Second game, though, is where everybody is looking. It's going to be Josiah Gray against the new kid on the block, Edward Cabrera, making his debut, just 23 years old, from the, uh, from the Dominican Republic. It's going to be two guys... Who are both uh, from the uh, both 23 rather uh, going up against each other. So I think that's going to be a fun matchup, 7-10. And then last game of the series is going to be on Thursday, 7-10 as well. It's Patrick Corbin uh, going up against Elazier Hernandez. Also, the Nats have to to travel after this. I thought it was kind of unfair that it's not a day game because they're traveling to New York. So I, I don't really like how that schedule sets up. But hopefully we can get Arm Leighton on here. In the next couple days, I want to talk to him tomorrow about the pitching matchup. Tough man to get a hold of. He's got so much going on, but hopefully we can talk with him. All right, that will do it for today's show. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Nationals and follow me at Josh Neighbors underscore. Until next time, my friends, as always, stay safe.